0: Welcome to the DASH Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamidge, SEL Consultant and Dean of Students. Here on the DASH, relationships and communication come first. That's why every week our goal is to provide social-emotional learning solutions for your school community. You can learn more about me and the DASH Podcast at TreyGammage.com, where you'll find our middle and high school SEL workbook, Every Decision Counts, More about the Dash podcast and my story through education. And if you are in need of accessible, autonomous, continued education, check out our adult SEL platform, SELeducators.com, the only platform dedicated to adult social-emotional learning activities. Lastly, we want to give a big thanks to the Teach Better Podcast Network for putting together a collection of podcasts dedicated to supporting the entire school ecosystem through in-depth conversations that you care about. Thanks again for joining us. I hope you enjoy the episode. This is The Dash. What's up, educators, and welcome back to SEL Foundations brought to you by The Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and we're going to continue our conversation today about boosting teacher morale. I've got an article that I'm looking at from Ed Week called How Principals and District Leaders Are Trying to Boost Lagging Teacher Morale During COVID-19. Now, this is an article that came back in May of 2020, but its findings are still very relevant today as our situation has not changed. So if you haven't listened to episode 186 yet, I will go back and I will listen to the conversation around student engagement, around teacher stress and strategies that folks are using to improve morale during this time. And I actually say this article here about how principals and district leaders are trying to support teacher morale is actually pretty good. I, I, I do have to say that I'm a fan of this article by Miss Katherine, um, Katherine Gewertz back in May. Essentially, you know, it, it talks about how teachers are losing heart right now. And this is back in March. So if we do more of a reflection for my visual audience, back in March, there was a survey done um, and there was a report for the steep decline in teacher morale since before the coronavirus closed schools. So back in March, um, people weren't feeling as stressed. They were feeling a little bit lower in the in terms of stress. But every two weeks, these stress levels were reassessed. And so while in March, it was kind of high, in April, two weeks later, we jumped up in terms of stress. In April, we jumped up in terms of stress, excuse me, in terms of morale in May, morale boosted again. So a lot of teachers are reporting that they are feeling a decline in teacher morale since schools closed. And we already addressed a lot of this last week, so I'm not gonna stay on this piece too long, but I do wanna get to the place where um, we talk about the heart of teaching what is the heart of a teacher because given what we've got going on right now a lot of the intrinsic motivators that you have to go into the classroom build those connections with the kids and and see their growth is just not there you know I, I can certainly understand how tired we are getting after a year of virtual classes and when a teacher loses heart that's not what we want because you're in a profession that's, that's just oh so different. Matter of fact, there's a, um, there's another article that we've read for professional development a few times. Um, and it's by Parker J. Palmer and he talks about how teaching actually goes beyond technique and we, when the classroom, we teach who we are. So there's a, a paragraph here I want to read for you actually. We lose heart in part because teaching is a daily exercise and vulnerability. I need not reveal personal secrets to feel naked in front of a class. I need only parse a sentence of work, sentence or work a proof on the board while my students doze off or pass notes. No matter how technical or abstract my subject may be, the things I teach are the things I care about. And what I care about helps me define my selfhood. So as teachers right now, this is what's being challenged. Because you don't get the immediate feedback from our kids because you don't get the gratification of um, seeing them work through or fall asleep or whatever the case is. We have such little connection. It's challenging your own selfhood. So in this past year, you've been questioning or have been forced to question a lot about yourself. I know in my school, we talk about how the students are a reflection of the teacher. Teachers are a reflection of the administration. So if your students aren't giving you what you want, it makes sense as to why you would try to um, question yourself or find the value that you have in yourself because it's it's such a a tough time and teaching is so much of who you are. There's, There's another paragraph I wanna read for you here too. Unlike many professions, teaching is always done at the dangerous intersection of personal and public life. A good therapist must work in a personal way, but never publicly. The therapist who reveals as much of a client's name is derelict a good trial lawyer must work in a public form but unswayed by personal opinion the lawyer who allows his or her feelings about a client's guilt to weaken the client's defense is guilty of malpractice but check this out a good teacher a good teacher must stand where personal and public matters meet with the thundering flow of traffic at an intersection where weaving a web of connectedness feels more like crossing a freeway on foot as we try to connect ourselves and our subjects with our students. We make ourselves as well as our subjects vulnerable to indifference, judgment, and ridicule. Mm, 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 mm. That's a lot. So so to break break it down a little bit, Teaching is hard. In any other profession that is similar to ours, a therapist, which we often are as teachers, therapists are behind closed doors. There's an audience of one, unless it's group therapy, but then everybody's in the greens. And then when you consider teaching and being vulnerable, every time you get up to the board, you're also in a position of vulnerability. What if you didn't practice? What if you didn't plan? What if you get it wrong? It's a position vulnerability. So when we get to the place of, of feeling like you're about to walk across the freeway on highway, oh, excuse me, walk across the freeway on foot, that's scary. There's a movie Bowfinger with uh, Eddie Murphy and he crosses like this eight-lane highway with uh with no shoes on. I have to find that clip for you. Uh but that's how it feels as a teacher sometimes. That's how it feels in our level of vulnerability. The the heart of a teacher is um it's beyond technique you teach who you are in the classroom and that's why it's so important for us to have the flexibility to provide the emotional support and set boundaries that will help us prosper and succeed moving forward i've had the question asked and think i've answered it on the podcast and, and somebody asked you know how do you how do you prepare for moments like these when a pandemic strikes and it seems like everything's hit the fan how do i regulate myself i do have to be honest a pandemic is not something that you can regulate for after it happens now we're a year in now so i hope that you picked up some different strategies um and ways to keep your sanity but that that's not a natural progression by the time we get to a place and just like a test if you Give students a week to study for the test and they wait till the last day to study. It doesn't really matter how much you prepare on that last day because you you haven't been practicing that all along. So your SEL, your social emotional competence or emotional intelligence is the same way. It will improve as much as you practice. So we have to practice skills and strategies for self-care. But on an administrative level, we can do a much better job of providing those support practices for our teachers. So when I look at this final section, and again, big shout out to our author here, because these are some phenomenal strategies for uh, supporting and setting boundaries on your campus. Offer scheduling flexibility. Many school districts have started dropping instruction on Fridays, using it instead for teacher collaboration and preparation. Others have shortened block schedule classes and reduced their frequency. The biggest thing we did not we did is not to re- replicate the normal schedule. Um, yeah, so so that's good. Flexible scheduling, that's for students and teachers. I've, I've also seen um, situations now where, you know, kids, if you have face to face, when they're sick they can go home and not have to miss instruction or if they have a dentist appointment they can still maintain and continue instruction and then as far as teachers i've also seen some schools where um, a teacher comes in close contact with a positive case and instead of having to find a whole substitute we just need coverage for face-to-face kids and that teacher can continue um, teaching from home so this is a cool strategy that i think goes in a lot of directions Uh, flexibility for students, for teachers, for administrators, to get done what we need to get done. Encourage teachers to set work boundaries. Like a growing number of schools in Chapel Hill Chauncey Hall, urge teachers to establish office hours so they don't have to make themselves available all hours. This is a good one. You know, we're leaving a three-day weekend um, here in the middle of February and Did you set those boundaries? Did you take your break? Of course we have to plan, Um, of course we have to prep, but but we can do that strategically as well. I like to set timers, 50 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, and that helps me set the boundaries on my work. Um, A couple more here, be transparent and accessible, especially when they're navigating new ways to do their jobs. Teachers need to know they can ask questions. Oof, 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 oof. When we talk about that vulnerability, when you feel vulnerable, you're very raw. And, and I, I know I said this in 186 too, when you're raw, anything that comes your way can uh, be a trigger. It can really press your buttons and it can be difficult for you to really navigate. So as administrators, we can do a good job of being transparent. And I'm going to couple that with transparent, accessible, and a troubleshooter. I've made it a point on campus to, to walk through each class about twice a day and then just to check in. Sometimes I'm, I'm telling our teachers how great of a job they're doing. Sometimes I'm leaving them for uh, bathroom breaks. Sometimes I'm taking the students out to recess, but I, I just want to go in and be accessible to our teachers because I understand how raw and vulnerable we are right now um, in our profession as a whole as a whole so look for problems to solve for teachers much like students who if you think about it when we're teaching them something it's the first time they've ever heard it same for teachers in this case i mean none of us have really been through a pandemic but as a leadership team we've got to be able to provide the support um, and recognize that emotional support is important for instructional support there it is there it is, this article is great. It really is beating me to the punch. Recognize that emotional support is as important as instructional support. So those are some um, wonderful, oh, let me make sure you get the author here. Catherine Gewertz, senior contributing writer of Ed Week. Um, wonderful article here, wonderful strategies and tips. And um, I'll wrap up with this. At SEL Educators, we are focused on really being the prerequisite for adult SEL skill building. And to go back to the question about how do you prepare for a pandemic or get yourself ready, it's not something that we can do just off top, but but, 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 um, there are foundations to SEL. And we began an adult SEL skill building program that is focused on Uh, Giving your teachers the social emotional competence they need to support students, social, emotional and academic outcomes. I'll take just a moment here to show you um, to show you some of the courses involved in the flow that we go through so that you can keep control. That's what's missing. In this pandemic, the stress comes when we focus on what we cannot control and we need the supports, um, we need the masterminds, we need the groups to help keep us on track, but we also need the training and the development that we need to support our teachers to impact students. So the course right now, or this bundle right now, um, which doesn't have our emotional intelligence course in it includes several different classes about how to set 90-day goals and discover your potential, what's growing in your garden, how you can cultivate your teacher mastermind, An SEL self-assessment for adults. For adults, this is a free course as well you can take before your school adopts a bundle that assesses your SEL strengths and limitations and then gives you some feedback and action steps to improve relationships and communication, three restorative SEO practices to use in your classroom, and a book study of every decision count. So there's a lot of great um, courses that are available on our platform. And I wanna specifically highlight again, SEL, excuse me, SEL Foundations. The one course that we haven't included to that bundle yet, but will be there very soon is Emotional Intelligence 101, which kicks off our program with, um, a deeper evidence-based assessment of your social emotional competencies so that we can put together a personal and professional development plan for the entire year before you start implementing a school-wide systematic SEL approach. That's all for me today. I'm having a lot of fun doing these episodes. If you're liking the solo episodes, if you're liking The more detailed digging into content, let me know I'm curious if this is something that you enjoy, or if you'd like to go back to some interviews, we do have some good interviews coming up. um, Still, so thank you so much for your time if you like this episode share it leave a comment, so I know if you liked the episode and we shall see you next time, this is the dash.